Hey guys! Welcome to Half Torah with Abigail and Eliana, but I'm Abigail and I'm Eliana. Perfect. <laughs> that little switch up. So we're actually recording this in advance. Yeah, do you want a little life update? Probably not. <laughs> but too bad. Psych. We'll put in the description when you can actually start listening. Actually, we might not. I don't ever put in the description anything. That's, that's so. a lot of effort. Yeah, sorry. Um, well, life update. Um, Corona's little booty hole. Little booty hole. <laughs> Corona's really uh, done messed us up. Yeah, it kicked our butts a little bit. So, and... Um, um, we don't know. We already explained this in the last one. Yeah, but now now the situation's a little more, because you didn't know if you were leaving last time. Um, yeah, last time I was right. I think I had my flight. Um, Didn't we do yeah, it yesterday? No. Maybe. No, but no, no, no. Oh you my weren't God, sure. it was yesterday. But you weren't sure. Guys, the like, days you were like, so maybe I'll cancel long. my flight. Right, well, yesterday right. you had your yeah, whole yesterday I had my whole yeah, talk. Yeah. Um, because, guys, I went to sleep last night at 6 a.m. Like, our friends are leaving left and right. Yeah. We're going to be leaving. And we're like, like the last couple people leaving. It's literally like the last of the real ones. No, it's it's just... <laughs> You're the last of the dying breed. <laughs> oh, my God. Kalisha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, copyright. Once we get big. At Fallout Boy. Love you, guys. But, um, guys, it's just... Like, I'm sure a lot of you guys are also going through similar stuff, but it's yeah. really, really hard. Like It is. Everything cut short. You guys know we're in SEM. And I'm Udim. Plug forever. Yeah, Best plug. place in the world. We Thank love you guys. If you guys could listen to our Thank podcast. Thank you, Dr. Goldstein yeah. and Rob Duker and everybody who's made this, like, literally the best Shout year ever. Shout out to Atara. Just, like, in general, I love her. Yeah, Atara's the best. Atara better listen to this. <laughs> but, like... And Yossi. We call it a year, but it <laughs> really ended up being, like, only seven months. Atara's a boyfriend? Crap. She's my magic friend. I don't even know that. That's fine. I'm her. I'm her Hoverta. That's true. I mean, Yossi are low-key best friends. Much better. Because Yossi always steals her from me. It's fine. I know her cousin. Okay. He said hi to me the other day. Well, Wait, like, back how old is he? He's like a year older than us, or our age. Okay, because I, I know one of his. Co- I know one of her cousins, oh, cool. but he's married. He's oh, still like he's only a little married. bit older than us. Oh, cool. Um, all right. Well, Atara, enough about that's the all raisins. that we know about your life. <laughs> so, anyway, I love you, Tara. Listen, actually, don't listen to this. I just exposed yeah. you. Well, every time I think I'm finished crying, I'm not. So that's sad. That's dumb. I'm but you know what will keep us happy right now? What? The light of Torah. Oh my God! Yep. Because guess what, guys? Guess what, guys? We're starting a whole new safe fair. New safe fair. Three out of five, baby. Yikra. <laughs> we got it, guys. Um, Loki, okay, gonna like self roast. I don't know a lot about but Yikra. I know it's like yeah. not as hype as Brayshit and Shmo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the only part <laughs> I think I know about is like Kadoshim and we're not nearly around yeah, there. Yeah, we're at Yikra so, right now. Yeah, I guess. I know all the names of them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 okay. We got it guys. So roast over. Oh we actually God. are pretty smart. We're actually the worst. <laughs> <We're fine. laughs> this is so, helpful though. I guess we're gonna take a break from guessing unless I just say something. Oh something else. Let's say just say something. Yeah. Okay. Um I say yeah. okay. small bet. <laughs> always, always. Wait, wait, let me think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just, I miss that guy. You're, sure, you're always right. No, so. I'm not. I've been right one time. Well, I don't know, guys. I just like Yechezkel. He's like a prophet, but they don't like mention him so often because he's like a weird prophet. Right. It's like literally Kabbalah. So Love him. Yeah. Love that guy. Um, so, so we're cracking open the book you all know. Um, should, we tell, oh, should we tell him anyway? I mean, Should we give them the whole spiel? Um, the whole spiel. Let's just do All it. right, let's okay, do okay, it. Okay. <laughs> so it's Mitocha Oel, Hachaf Torah, as is on the weekly after our reading from the rabbis and professors of Yishin. 
from YU. Y'all know what that YU. is. YU University. Um, and it's a book published by Magid YU. Um, what? Okay. What? Okay, Hold we on, can wait. start now. What? Oh, oh, oh wait! Corin! It's Corin! It's Corin! Freaking Corin! If you guys don't listen to our other episodes, you're like, what the frick is wrong with you? We things? love Corin! Oh my god. Oh Sponsor my god. us! I'm also so dead tired right now. I am too. It's like 10.30 and but it's just is... been a long day. Yeah, like... I mean, Thursday is our normal time for doing it. Or at least it was. It's like okay. 10.30. Oh my god, guys, I'm so emotional. Everything's ending at least. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, okay, okay. It's fine. So this one's by Rabbi Yehuda Teretsky. Uh-huh. Famous, famous Rav. Yeah. I've heard of him. I haven't heard of him. But, well, famous. now you have. Abigail's also just more no more knowledgeable than I, I about regarding these Ravs. Except apparently my left brain is more dominant. My right brain is. Guys, check out <laughs> the bands. Changing. Bands, um, left brain, right brain brain challenge thing let us know in the comments that's crazy stuff. let us know in the comments in the which comments. one you see we, we just have to make a twitter already just like we, us. oh my god add us at half, half, add half, half Tara. Tara. it's for sure gonna be called that that's why i can say that yeah now, who else it doesn't exist yet, though, guys. So it will oh we should have us. a twitter yeah we should oh my god okay, okay. let's make it okay awesome <laughs> we'll make it yeah yeah okay so hop Vayikra. when dreams meet reality do sins impact status Ooh, you guys did have dreams I that's think. true so did your Miyahu. So did everyone have dreams. But your Miyahu. They're all humans. If it's your Miyahu, I'm gonna pull a gasket. They are in. <laughs> they are in love with that man. Oh my god. Okay. Wait. I just have to check how many pages it is. Oh yeah, smart. These are. That. Is this smaller print than usual? Oh my god. Oh my god. Why? Guys, y'all are in for a little, oh, a little trip. It's eleven pages. This okay. Is so, okay. It's not so bad. We're gonna get through this, and then I'm gonna go to sleep. Yes. Same. <laughs> okay. Adam was called Adam, even after he sinned, as woman was called woman after being expelled. Um, that's from Rav Simcha Banim of Okay. In the American Jewish community, orthodoxy is the minority. Most people do not study Torah, and most people do not observe all or even most of the mitzvot. A recent poll proves, to our um, chagrin, I just can't, that the highest percentage of those who do not believe in God come from the Jewish community. How then, under such conditions, can we say that it is we who are to teach godliness to others? Does not the idea of the chosen people in our times become totally irrelevant? Permit me to propose an answer. That's Rip Norman Lamb. Oh, I've heard of him. Okay. Yes, why you? <laughs> um, oh, okay, you yeah, you got, go okay. ahead. Okay, I go. Introduction. Sin and the Jewish people. The Jewish people are told numerous times in Tanakh that they are a chosen people, a, quote, kingdom of priests and a holy nation, end quote, um, singled out of all singled out of all the families on earth. The significance of this special status has been debated for centuries, and these, and there remains no universally accepted perspective on its precise meaning and, meaning and influence. Nevertheless, its primary role in Jewish thought is clear, with some more recent scholars arguing for an increased emphasis on, the more important in, on its importance in modern times. Indeed, it appears self-evident that regardless of how one understands why Jews are chosen, God's choice of the Jews indicates that there is something unique and special about them. Um, yet, while the Jews have offered considerable contributions to, the, to mankind, they have not always lived up to this ambitious ideal. The prophets continually rebuke the Jewish people for their sins, and the continued state of exile is viewed by Chazal um, as an indication that the Jews remain unworthy of meriting the temple. Clearly, while this nation may be unique, its actions have not always met expectations. How is one to understand that? What impact does sin have on the Jewish people? Is it a cataclysmic occurrence impacting their position and standing, or do the Jews remain essentially the same as before, unaffected by their less-than-ideal behavior? Interesting. Um, I'm excited for him to reveal the Haftorah. 
Oh, I've been, I was like speeding through there. I was like, where is it? What is it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, the tension emerges most clearly in the words of Yeshayahu. Ah, Oh my God. The The one prophet I didn't mention. Literally. Um, that makeup, Parashat Vayikra's Haftorah. The Haftorah begins That's on a positive word. note in which the Jewish people are informed that they were created as a separate nation to fulfill a specific purpose. I created this nation for me so that they may praise me. Yeshayahu then shifts tones, rebuking the nation for their sins and failure to offer sacrifices according to Halacha. Yeshayahu even states that not only have the people sinned, but they come from sinners as well. Your first father sinned, and your in- intercess- intercessors, I don't did not know that, <laughs> that was a word, have transgressed against me. Um, eventually, though, Yeshayahu reassures the nation that Hashem will help them return and facilitate an ultimate redemption. God continues to love his people despite their sins, and they remain chosen even with their failures. To relate to this tension, it is critical to ascertain the extent to which behavior impacts status. In other words, to what degree can the Jews' position be altered? As will be shown, the implications of these issues are numerous and relate to both the Jews as an individual and the Jewish people as a whole. From the perspective of the individual, there are implications with regard to the determining halakhic status, as well as implications with regard to the meaning and goal of repentance. For the community, answering these questions will help determine the extent to which the Jews can remain chosen despite a history filled with sins, and may help clarify the precise goals of the Jews' historical mission. All right. A lot of background, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to address this overall topic, we will explore three separate issues followed by a concluding thought. All right. Cool. <laughs> we, we will first outline two very different perspectives as to how to relate to sin, as well as the precise nature of repentance. We will then examine the question of status. Is status flexible and wavering or impervious to change? The article's final section will use Yahoo's words, words in this Haftorah to elucidate two approaches to relating to the impact of sin on the individual and the Jewish people as a whole. We will conclude the article by offering a more nuanced perspective towards understanding the precise influence of sin and the purpose of repentance. Okay. Thought bubble, no tea, but, like, I don't know why that paragraph was there. Like, that's, like, when I have, like, a word count to he's, I think he's just, like, he's, like, here's what we're about to do. Yeah, I know. But Which was unnecessary. Yeah, I guess we're just so used to them, like, jumping right in right. that, like, I've lost yeah. my, like... They are all different writing styles because yeah. they're, like, different people. Just, like, I guess they haven't, like, done it, and, like, knowing that it's already a long article. I'm right. Like, yeah. We did just get through a bunch, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, yeah, no roast. Like, also, I haven't, like, been doing English assignments for, like... 600 years. A thousand years, yeah. So, like, I don't really... I mean, that's probably, like, the right way to do it. I'm just impatient. All right. right. Bop, bop, bop. I feel that. <laughs> um, so this is part two, sin and repentance. Sin and repentance are deeply personal matters which have been analyzed and discussed from various perspectives. However, while there are numerous elements and possible facets involved... There appear to be two very different orientations with regards to the relationship. One view is to understand sin as the cataclysmic occurrence. Sin does not just impact one's reward and punishment. It influences who the sinner is and changes the sinner's essence and identity. If so, repentance may demand not just regret over an inappropriate act, but but necessitate a change into a different person. That kind of ties in. To our half Torah from last week. That's true. About how your actions, sins like make the person. Yeah, actions shape character. Listen to our last week one of you didn't already. That was like one of the highlights of half Torah, I think. Yeah, honestly, last week was amazing. Um, wait, which part are you up to? Okay. This view finds support in certain Kabbalistic works and may emerge from Rambam's view of repentance. He writes in Mishnah Torah Hilchot Shuba. Wow, people are loud out there. Hope you guys can't hear them. It is of the ways of repentance that the penitent shouts out regularly before God with cries and supplications performing tzedakah in line with his capabilities, distancing himself far from the matter of his sin, 
and changing his name, thereby saying, I am another man, and not the man who did those acts. And he changes all his actions to good, to an upright path. Ramana apparently understands that repentance requires one to essentially become another man, a different person, from the one who committed the sin. Okay, so Ramam thinks that you have to, like, completely change. Not just, like, have regret. Oh, I remember this, like, from the beginning of the year at Amudin. Yeah. Like, I remember hearing that. Wow. Well, yeah, because we did talk about Shiva. Yeah. Right. No, like, I remember that specifically and yeah. disagreeing with it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, an alternative perspective emerges from the quote of Rav Simcha Banim of the other place that I couldn't say before, <laughs> cited above. By noting that Adam and Chava keep their names after sinning, he expresses the view that sin is not transformative. True, sin should not be committed and goes against a divine command, but sin does not radically impact a person's identity. Given that perspective, one could argue that repentance comes to undo a wrong action, but does not change personal status, since one remains essentially the same person. Alternatively, and possibly more likely, it may lead to a view whereby the goal of repentance is not to change one's identity, but to return to one's true character. Sin is an aberration that occurs that obscures a person's inner self from emerging. Yeah, I like that more than um, Rambam's opinion. Yeah, I gotta agree. Like, yeah. I, like, and that does also go with like what we said last week about, like, yeah. like David wasn't a bad person right, right, because right. he did so many things. Completely agree. The, like, lore of Haftorah. Oh <laughs> like, all the episodes connecting. Now, yeah. yeah. Right here? Yeah. Um, a most articulate presentation of this view is offered by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs Ooh. in the name of Rabbi Benachem Mendel Schneerson, the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Repentance in Hebrew is not Yeshuva, but Charata. Not only are these, two, are these two terms not synonymous, they are opposites. Charata implies remorse or a feeling of guilt about the past and an intention to behave in a completely new way in the future. The person decides to become a new man, but Tshuva means returning to the old, to one's original nature. Underlying the concept of Tshuva is the fact that, Jew, that the Jew is, in essence, good. Desires or temptations may deflect him temporarily from being himself, being true to his essence, but the bad that he does is not part of, nor does it affect his real nature. Chuba is a return to the self. While repentance involve, involves dismissing the past and starting anew, Chuba means going back to one's roots in God and exposing them to one's true character. What have emerged are two very different perspectives as to the impact of sin and the function of repentance. One views sin as transformative to a person's identity and therefore understands repentance as a, re- as a requirement to become another person, while the other minimizes the impact of sin and may argue for a repentance that requires the opposite. It demands not that one changes into a new person, but instead that one returns to one's true identity. I like that. Mm-hmm. Part three, flexible status. Are we always God's children? Support for these two perspectives on the effects of sin may be found in a discussion in the Talmud regarding Jewish status. The Talmud in Kedushin... Um, cites a debate about the scope of the Torah statement that the Jews are God's children. Rabbi Yehuda maintains that a Jew is only God's child when he behaves appropriately and in a manner manner befitting an obedient child. For him, status is based on conduct. It is earned and not inherited. Such an approach is easily justified if one maintains that sin changes one's identity. Rabbi Meir disagrees and argues that Jews always remain God's children. Personal piety has no impact on individual status. Rather, biology is the key determinant. For him, sin cannot influence the intrinsic holiness inside the Jew. Taken at face value, the Talmud offers two radically different approaches to a Jew's status, one impervious and resistant to change, and another flexible and wavering, each possibly reflecting one of the perspectives outlined above about the nature of sin's impact on the Jews. Mm -hmm. There are, however, those that limit the scope of this debate, arguing that Rabbi Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Meir should be interpreted in more limited fashion. 
If so, it may be necessary to develop a more nuanced approach towards understanding the impact of sin on personal identity. Rashbaugh maintains that even Rabbi Meir agrees that one's status can be lost with regards to certain halachot. For example, a sinner always retains his ability to create a halachic marriage and divorce, but in some circumstances, one may lend money to a sinner with interest, something normally prohibited. Some offer more sweeping characterization of a sinner's status, whereby one's independent status as a Jew persists while one's national identity disappears. For proponents of this approach, the categories of being a Jew and being part of the Jewish people are not the same. A Jew is imbued with a special sanctity that can never be removed, but being part of this national identity is less certain and depends on one's lifestyle and ideas. Sefer Emet offers a more mystical perspective to this debate. He argues that Jews have a unique and special soul that can never be lost, but the Jewish body only receives a certain status when, Jew, <coughs> when the Jew observes God's commands. According to this view of the special soul on the Jewish body, wait, sorry, I skipped the line. According to this view, then, one may suggest that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir debate the impact of the special soul on the Jewish body. Rabbi Meir maintains that the soul and body are always, inter- are always intertwined and linked, whereas Rabbi Yehuda argues that the soul only impedes only impacts body when the Jew acts like God's obedient child. For Rabbi Yehuda, then, what appears to emerge is a difference between a Jew's intrinsic sanctity, which cannot be diminished, and the, addis- and the additional levels of sanctity that are conditioned. If one accepts these nuanced approaches, it becomes apparent that numerous perspectives exist. There are not only just two distinct views, one arguing that sin cannot impact status because the Jew always remains holy, and another believing that sin can completely undermine personal standing. Instead, there may be a range of views, each requiring separate analysis. To highlight two specific perspectives towards, towards understanding why sin may not be able to undermine the Jews' special status, we will now turn to Yeshayahu's words in this Haftorah. So part four, Finally. keeping identity, woo! Two perspectives in Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu not only informs the Jewish people that they are chosen, but also why they are chosen. He tells the Jews that God created them so that they would praise him. As noted above, these words of Yeshayahu can be used to highlight two different views as to why sin cannot undermine status. So, the first um, argument? Is it the first opinion? Um, An inherent sanctity. Yeshayahu tells the Jews that they are not merely separated at a later point in history after numerous years of existence. The Jews were created for the purpose of praising God, thereby making it increasingly more likely that the impact of their being chosen is fundamental to their very existence. Sefat Emet, oh my gosh. Did I say Sefer Emet when I... Yeah, it was Sefat Emet when I said it last time also. I literally don't I said remember. Sefer Emet. Oh, it was Sefat. Fine. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Sefat Emet invokes this verse in numerous places, arguing that it highlights how the primary purpose of creation was for the Jews. Most critical for the question at hand, Sefat Emet claims this verse as an indication that all Jews are connected in, in a certain sense to Hashem and His Torah. Even though Jews may sin, they remain at their core connected with the divine, built into them, and their create built into them, and their creation is this strong connection to Hashem. What may therefore emerge is a perspective that argues that Jews remain chosen despite their sins because at their core they are holy. There is an intrinsic sanctity within them that never wavers, and a fundamental connection built into them that cannot be swayed. Working with an essential with an essentialist perspective on chosenness, Rav Kook. Uh, yeah, Rokovics appears to um, to develop a similar approach. One may think that the one may think that the entire difference between Israel and the nations is that is that difference in the realm of action, which is given prominence by the active observance of mitzvot. 
this view is mistaken. It is the element of neshama that sets Israel's character apart at a, at a distinct unit, unique in the world. From that, um, from from that difference springs all the differences in behavior, um, i.e., mitzvot, and even when and even when these last are impaired by lack of observance, that impairment cannot touch the physical element from which psychic element from which they derive. Therefore, the difference between Israel and the nations will remain forever. Because what separates Jews and non-Jews for Cook is not action or behavior, but soul and essential character. He argues that the Jew remains distinct even when not observant or, or externally pious. The soul remains the same, separate from the rest of humanity. In another context, Cook, similar to Sephat Met, also argues that the Jews accord... Um, that all Jews, including heretics, are filled with faith and connected to Hashem. I'm so sorry for my reading, guys. I'm so tired. You're good. Don't worry. Oh my God, I could not I'm read that paragraph. Whatever. Uh, we have our on days. We have our off days. Yeah. Okay. Last week was fire, guys. Was so Please good. listen to last okay, week. Yesterday. <laughs> um, not to them. Not to them. Right. That's true. That's true. Okay. This view accepts the above perspective that sin cannot impact the holiness found within each Jew, and it would likely align with the approach outlined above that true repentance involves returning to one's true self and allowing one's inner sanctity to flourish. From this perspective, the Jews as a whole remain chosen for the same reason that sin cannot undermine the sanctity of an individual Jew. Not all accept the above approaches, be it the fundamental approach that argues for an essentialist perspective to chosenness, or the more extreme formulations that argue for a strong divine connection for even the most heretical of Jews. However, there is an additional element of Yeshayahu's words to the Jewish people, one that offers another reason why the Jews can remain chosen and a different perspective on sin and repentance. Oh my god, did I turn already? Yeah. You just get the uh, big paragraphs. I get the small ones. Uh, so two, a historical mission. So this is like perspective number two. As mentioned above, Yeshayahu informs the Jewish people that they were selected for a purpose, to praise Hashem. Interestingly, while emphasizing the role of mission and purpose could lead to a more flexible Jewish status, Yeshayahu appears to endorse a different view in this Haftorah. I call it Haftorah. I always, <laughs> like, I always I have to them say up, literally always. In this Haftorah. He begins by informing the Jews that they are singled out for a mission and continues just a few verses later to emphasize that they remain closed, that they remain chosen despite their sins. Apparently, this special status remains intact, even if the mission for which they were selected remains unaccomplished. It is God's charge to praise it is God's charge to praise him. That makes the Jews chosen, not whether they fulfill that command. It is easier to understand why this world, why this would be when chosenness is interpreted as a purpose instead of a privilege and a responsibility rather than a right. The Jewish people are chosen not because of their biology or genealogy, but because they are supposed to fulfill a mission. If they fail to do so, that charge still remains, and if anything, the mission becomes all the more critical. The world needs what the Jewish people are supposed to offer, a life pre- predicated on higher calling and, reflect, and reflecting a desire to praise Hashem. In other words, the chosenness dependent on responsibility can remain despite a history of sin because the mission creates our status and the mission and the mission is a conditional one. I like that. When applied to the individual Jew, this perspective offers an interesting approach to the impact of sin. There's no guarantee that one can withstand the impact of in- iniquities. They may alter one's identity and therefore demand a repentance that comes with becoming another person. There's no assumption of an essentialist viewpoint to Jewish sanctity. However, that need not impact a person's status as chosen. The sense of mission and purpose remains despite personal failures, and one can always remain chosen, even if there's a need to reinvent and reorient oneself towards a more ambitious religious lifestyle. Okay, conclusion. Um, Two aspects to chosenness. 
While Yeshayahu appears to endorse the position that the Jewish people always remain chosen, a failure to observe God's commandments or commands may create distance between God and the Jews. In other words, Yeshayahu is correct when he tells the Jewish people that no bill of divorce has been given. But that does not mean that there is no separation. Indeed, it was noted above that nuanced perspectives exist regarding an individual Jew's status, thereby, whereby one can be a full Jew, but not part of the Jewish people, or filled with the Jewish soul, but without a Jewish body. How is one to understand that? Oh. Rabbi Norman Lamb um, distinguishes between two facets of chosenness, and that of God choosing the Jews and that of the Jews choosing God. He argues, chosenness has both obligations and privileges, difficulties and joys. The negative features, the responsibilities and the agonies derived from God's choice of us, the positive aspects, the sense of privilege and delight come from our choices of him, our choice of him. It seems possible to suggest that much of the nuance in assessing the impact of sin derives from this distinction. Yeshayahu remains, reminds the Jews that they are always chosen by God. But if one only has that element of chosenness, it can feel like a burden. In line with the Rashba's approach mentioned above, it can lead to an individual's distance from, um, from the rest of the Jewish people and a sense of isolation and frustration that comes from viewing one's state as a challenge and not a gift. From the Svatimet's perspective, it may mean that the special soul will stay inside and not permeate one's body. Not embracing one's status allows it to remain hidden since it lacks the room necessary to flourish and develop. Interesting. Mm-hmm. True, one remains chosen despite sin and selected from the rest of humanity even with failures, but being completely chosen demands a commitment and acceptance of that special state. It requires recognition that a, a life of chosenness is a life filled with joy, opportunity, and meaning. It is a life where one is, cho- is close to the divine and lives an inspired life filled with a constant sense of purpose. Working with Rabbi Lamb's approach, one may argue for an additional perspective on the impact of sin and the meaning of repentance. Sins are not only individual acts of rebellion against God. They serve as a statement that the sinner has not chosen God. If so, authentic repentance may require not only regret over the act on the part of the sinner, but changing one's orientation to effectively choose God. It requires shifting perspectives on living a more ambitious religious life. Yeshayahu informs the Jews that they will always remain chosen, but that is not enough. To maximize their potential and fulfill their national destiny, they must also choose God. When that is done, the Jewish people will not only have achieved the goal set forth for them, but they will also, in, but they will have encouraged and inspired the rest of the world as well. As Yeshayahu describes, there will be a time when we will merit a closer connection to the divine. Our inner sanctity will finally flourish and our sacred mission will be fully accomplished. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. From Yeshayahu 11, 9. Okay. Wow. That was interesting. I don't know if it's, like, because of my exhaustion and, like, yeah, mood and whatever. I'm so freaking tired. I was just like, okay. Like, yeah. It okay, didn't it was analytical. Yeah, it just wasn't, like, so nuanced, I right. didn't think. Like, I don't know if there were any, like, like new finishes. ideas. Yeah. Right, exactly. But it was good. Like, it was a nice yeah. message. Like, I, there are, like, so many different, like, perspectives to being, like, chosen. Like, yeah. There's so many, like, burdens, and, like, sometimes you're just, like, why do I, like, why can't I eat bacon? Like, why can't I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, other things. Like, why do I have to wear a skirt all the time? Which is, like, whatever. Right. Like, I mean, like, there's always, like, that kind of stuff that you're, like, why do I have to do this? But then, like, in the yeah. long run, like, you're part of the like, people. Like, you're lucky. You, you know, like, it's to nice to be a Jew. Like, you love it. Yeah. Gishmach to be a Jew. Yeah, it's, like, it's all about your like, perspective. Right. Gishmach, but honestly. there are so many different aspects. It's, like, you yeah. as a person, you as, like someone yeah. who is choosing like 
God, and then you as someone who's part of, like, a larger community, and, like, where does all of it fit in? And I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's like being on, like, student council. Like, you have, like, annoying right. times. Like, I always had to, like, I was, I was my class rep. Um, I always ran unopposed. School president. Oh, whoa! Okay, fine, you win. But I was class rep, like, for a while, whatever, so, like... <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I always yeah. had to, I always had to, like, skip my lunches on Friday, because I had to have, like, meetings and stuff, so that was, like, a pain, and I was like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I also had so many, like, special privileges, you know? Like, I got to, like, help plan Color War, I got to, like, yeah, I got to, like, plan everything, basically, like, you know, like, there's always, like, pros and cons yeah, to being, like, sure. chosen. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's responsibility, chosen. straight up. I didn't know you were class, you were president. Yeah. What a queen. Oh my god. That's fire, like. Hey, thank you. Oh my god. Oh my god. Not flexing. Not Everyone, flexing. everyone's intimidated by you. <laughs> Good. Like, I gotta move for the guy. Oh my god. No. I always just ran unopposed. Like, oh. <laughs> I mean, people were like, people didn't want to run against me but, because like, you're just too awesome. Yeah, like that's right, why. exactly. I was like intimidating. I was just like, I'm gonna run, and they're like, and they're like, ooh, okay. gotta back out. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, ooh, yep. not running against her. Hair flip. Insert. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> well, okay, we love well, you guys. Countdown to Shabbat. We love you. Really close for Literally. us. Literally, yeah. And it's going to be fire Shabbos. It's going to be a great Shabbat. Great Shabbos. All together. One last time for now. love you guys. Until after all this corona stuff blows over. Yeah. Yes, Hashem. Yes, Hashem, yeah. Um, okay. Love you guys. Thanks for bearing with us. We love you yeah. so much. Wow. That was not. <laughs> we thought that this was the longest thing ever. It's and it was 30 than minutes. An hour. It's 29.19. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, bye, guys. Yeah, I hope love this you didn't guys. make you lose brain cells. Hope you oh learned. Shkaya. <laughs> Shkaya. <laughs>